Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Masters Tours, Caster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So... Audacity and OBS has been <laughs> messing with us already tonight. Uh-huh. We're already yeah. a little bit on tilt it's... due to the meta, so let's uh, <laughs> try and make it do say, this in one piece. It, it's better we did that this week than last week, because if yeah. we, <laughs> we would have done this during the live show, that would have been... Yeah, we're real on professionals point. here, people. On I point. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's right. That's right. See, see, we were on it when we did the live stream, and everybody saw us, like, doing well. Y'all don't see the times that we're like, oops, let's restart. Oh, mess that up. Oh, this thing crashed. Hold on. Restart. Uh, but you know what? That happens. And I feel like that has been happening on my ladder, but we're going to get there. Yeah. Because... We we're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff tonight. That that was a smooth as butter segue <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Holy cow, that is you're great. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, this is this is me like bowing. You can't see it, but I'm I'm bowing. Thank you. Thank Save you. that for the next live show, Dragon Rider. Right? Deepers. Okay, remind me. Rem- I'll yes, remind you at episode one fifty. Spoiler alert. There, there you go. <laughs> Last week's poll question, we asked you, do you think Kazakistan will continue to see as much play as it has since the mini-set launched? I think we're already seeing a week later that that is, in fact, the case. We had 12 people that voted. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 58.3% of the votes, you said, yes, it will see continue to see as much play and possibly more. <laughs> that it had the first week of the meta only 41.7 of you said that no it would not i'm sorry to say it looks it's looking like you might have been incorrect in that assessment so uh yeah i wish uh, you were were, were i wish you guys were correct i do i wish you were correct but we're gonna be talking about kazakistan during this episode fear not as well as uh, a bunch of other things, and so uh, I will, I will let Daring take over in the news, and, and and we will talk about about our favorite dragon friend a little bit later on. Okay, so we have two new hero portrait bundles available in the shop. We have festive mood bundle. It's festival Jaina uh, portal, uh, excuse me, portrait <laughs> and garden party Valera rogue portrait. It includes new voice lines for 10 bucks and Hatch and Watch bundle. You have Hatcher Gul'dan Warlock Portrait and Den Watcher Rexar Hunter Portrait. And they also include new voice lines for 10 bucks. So it's a pretty it's a pretty fair price for portraits, 5 bucks a piece. So and and can we talk about how stinking cute the little baby Rexar is, or the the little baby Misha, Misha. that Rexar is yeah. having. Oh, oh my god! My god, <laughs> the little yeah. baby bear is freaking adorable. Yeah, if you so if good. you thought like the 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 Anduin lion and and the and the other one last week were good, the, this is 
This is better. And even the Gul'dan, he's holding like this egg, this like painted egg, and it's got like this fell cloud coming out of it. And right below it, there's a little rabbit with like horns. (laughs) It's like amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's the, yeah, five bucks for a portrait that includes new voice lines, I think is a really good deal. It just. The problem is there's too many portraits right now to try and keep up with all of them. If, I know, and if they you're keep gonna be making playing. them so good. It's like, why do you yeah. make them all good and they're so cute? And it's like, ah, I want them all, but... Then they want they want all your money, so it, it works out. Works. <laughs> yeah. the, it's the hand, it's the hand <laughs> meme. <Yeah. laughs> yep. You want the cute portraits, they want your money. Boom. Match made in heaven. Exactly. So, next we have Old Guardian Ranks Kazakasan Treasures for HS Top Decks. Um, So, Old Guardian Ranks all 29 treasures available from Kazakasan from S-Tier Locust to C-Tier Spyglass. Rough odds for getting a specific treasure. 10% in a single discover 44% 44% across all five discover attempts. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was some interesting math that, that he had done in the article, you know, talking about if there was a specific treasure you wanted, like say you wanted locusts in one set of three discovers, you have roughly a 10% chance of 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 getting getting that shown to you. But if you're looking across all five discovers to to create your ten card deck, your your chances of seeing locusts during that set is actually almost fifty percent. So if you're thinking about whether or not somebody has has a specific treasure or something like that, I think that's I it's think that's an interesting flip. thing. Yeah, yeah it, it, definitely it, it is. literally literally is, and and so you know he. He, he, I thought he did a really good job of going through and listing all the treasures listed. You know, he, t- he talks about how, you know, we've got these S tier ones that are just really good. Most of them are the burn ones, uh, uh, obviously. Um, but then talked about some of the other ones that, um, you know, where, where they make sense and that sort of thing. And, and, and I, I thought it was a reasonable list. And, and if you had any questions about what the treasures were that you were going to be offered or, or, you know how 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 to how to rate them like if you were looking at them head to head this might give you some idea on how how to uh how to how how to rank them or how to figure out which one you probably want to go with more than the you know the other damage good <laughs> Yeah, that's it's like, a good place to start. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out just how good in here in just a moment because yeah. HS yeah, replay was kind enough to uh, to rank, give us some, rank the some top rankings. five top five Kazakhstan treasures. So from February fifteenth to the twenty eighth, the top five pick treasures. Right, these are the top five. They're the highest based on win rate. Okay. And then also listed in there was the percentage that they were picked. Okay. Yep. I see that. I misread that. Okay. So coming in at number one, you have Book of the Dead. It's picked 32.7% of the time and it's 63.4% win rate. 
First of all, win rate is crazy. And and secondly, you know, we talk about how great Locus is. It's it's not number one. It turns out if you could just do seven damage to the entire opponent's board and their face. <laughs> and their face, yeah. For usually free. for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Just a bit. And it doesn't have the twin spell like Locus does, but you get two copies of it. So, you know, you're still going to be able to basically guarantee you're you're pretty much going to get at least one of those off, off, right? You're going to get to play it at least once. And yeah. Yeah. Seven damage. I mean, that's what better than a flame strike? Mm-hmm. Or is mm-hmm. that a fl- like flame strike? Five, five, so. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even seen flame strike in like what feels like a million years at this point. Uh, but, you know, it's better than a flame strike for less, and it hits their face, too. Yeah. And and, and have you met my friend Solar Eclipse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Literally clears any board and we'll, we'll does 14 damage. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so over Druid. Now, coming in at number two, we have Embers of Ragnaros. It has been picked 34.7 times, 63.3 win percent rating. So, yep. It turns out getting to do three Ragnaros shots for 10 mana is pretty good. It's pretty desirable. Pretty powerful stuff. Especially Even when t- you just cleared their board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for 10 mana, that feels like that's a lot. But at the same time, it's like that is 24 damage. Yeah. And and a lot of times even if they have one minion on face or on the board, it's still that's 16 damage that's probably going face and like that's over half their life total from from the start of the game. So it's just like yeah. wow. That was the most picked treasure of the ones that were listed in the infograph that they created so i i don't know if there's anything that's picked more than that but i have a hard time believing there's a there's actually a card that's picked more than 34.7 percent then we have coming at number three locus so obviously we talked about that a lot last week it's got a 32.9 percent pick rate and 63.1 percent win rate uh, number four, Pure Cold is picked 24.5% of the time, and it's got a 61.3% win rate. Uh, eight damage for five mana and freezes the opponent. Yeah, it's just straight. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. And then number yep. five is Canoptic Jars, which is a 17.8% pick rate and 60.3% win rate. So, this is obviously picked um, to go with the board building cards, you know, the discs or the boom bots or even Locust. horn. Yeah, the, the no turn. Well, I was just kind of going off of uh, things that you could build in one turn when you're not Druid. <laughs> oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. But, you know, who, who's not Druid and <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. Are there other people playing also, the game? I I lost to I lost to Bubba and his little his little one ones into Canoptic Jars as well. So yeah, if you've got one of those like full board cards, 
I was actually surprised that this was number five, like that this was the fifth highest win rate card. And like the pick rate on it doesn't seem all that high, but I imagine we're going to see that number tick up a little bit now that now that this infograph is out there and, and presumably people are going to see it and, and realize just how powerful that card can potentially be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, part of the reason why it's a lower pick rate is, um, I mean, for one thing, like it's probably one of the last two picks, I would imagine, that people are taking that. They're trying for the damage spells. Like, those first four that we already talked about are, like, all basically damage to face, right? Um, so they're they're taking that last, like, they're looking for the damage or the board building stuff, like you were saying, and then they're taking that. Um, also, if they're playing a deck, like, I know there has been some warriors, too, that have pl- been playing Kazakasan, not just Druid, they're, like, people are playing it in Warrior, um, and especially with, like, the Warrior, unless you do get those board-building cards from Kazakasan, you're you're not playing minions, really, you're gonna have one, two minions out, and it's really not worth taking the jars at that point, if, like, if your deck isn't already having minions and stuff too so i think that's a big reason why it's a lower uh like a lower pick rate even though it still has a high win rate so that when it is picked it's because of you know it's it's being used with decks that are already building a big board or they have already selected a board based spell that they can play alongside it's uh and and mage how could you be mad losing to bubba Look how cute Bubba is. <laughs> <laughs> cute. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Bubba's cute, and you're gonna have to deal with that. I. <laughs> it's it's real cute when my opponent plays it, and then I just kill them because they just played Bubba and did nothing else. That that's, is cute. That's that's yeah. fair. Okay. He's the he's the best dog then at that point. Exactly. He yes. is. He is the best boy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then, let's see. Um, Wambi series, X Blies and Frozen get week one wins in Grandmasters. Uh so Wambi uh, series defeats Okashinsuke three to one in Apex Finals with a lineup of Questfell Demon Hunter. Kazakasan, Spell Druid, Miracle Priest, and Agro Shaman. Blyze defeats Superfake 3 1 in the EU Finals with a lineup of Kazakasan, Spell Druid, Brute Demon Hunter, Weapon Rogue, and Miracle Priest. Frozen defeated Fled in America Finals with a lineup of Questline, Fell Demon Hunter, Kazakasan, Spell Druid, Quest Handlock, and Kazakasan Control Warrior. Notes: Druid and Demon Hunter were the top two three of top two of the three classes picked in all regions, and featured in uh, from all ten classes, even at the least popular class. Paladin and Hunter were picked by at least six players each. So, ooh, that was a mouthful to get out. But you, yeah, you kind you kind of steamrolled through that yeah. a little bit. So, yeah. Druid and Demon Hunter were two of the. Th- Top three classes picked across all three regions on uh, this last weekend. All regions had representation from all ten classes, which is 
that's great diversity. And even the least popular classes, which were the Paladin and the Hunter, they had six players each that 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 brought a Hunter or Paladin deck with them to to Grandmasters for Week One. So it's there was there was actually a lot of a fairly good amount of diversity that was that it was available, and and there so there wasn't just constantly you weren't just seeing those same matches over and over again and that sort of thing and i a special a special 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 shout out to super fake and his mage deck that thing was amazing i I don't know if he's yeah i don't know if (laughs) if you guys saw that deck this week but it was just absolutely crazy it was a it was a ping like mage right it was and it had like big game hunter. Yep. It had Cairn. Yep. It had uh, oh. it had just a whole bunch of like <laughs> blast from the past yeah. sort of cards <laughs> in the deck. And and he was winning with it. I mean, he got all the way to the finals. I I did tune in for uh, a game or two of the finals, and I did I I didn't get to see a ton of the deck. I wanted to see more of it. I only saw one game, and and like. He he lost with the deck in the game I watched uh, with it, but it was just like it. I I was just I'm in, I'm in awe that that was a deck that was brought to a grandmasters, uh, and then had to see him go all the way to the finals with it. It was just it it was chef's kiss. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Dragon Rider is going to uh, be able to talk about it a little bit more in the tournament section, but like. It was very, it was very interesting, uh, the strategy he took, um, with that, so. Yeah, so with that, I'll just kind of transition a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll start talking about the tournaments, but I do want to talk about that a little bit. I did a, a video, I'm planning on doing one each week, and I'll, I'll mention the one I have coming up here, but. I'm actually going to be releasing a video each week on my YouTube, uh, kind of doing a breakdown of the format for the week of Grandmasters. Uh, And this will be after decks are published each week. So I'm going to show like a breakdown of like kind of the the distribution of decks that were brought. What was the most popular kind of breakdown, some analysis, why that's the most popular, what kind of people are thinking with their lineups and that kind of thing. Uh, So we I have last week's up and yeah, I definitely talked about how it was like the the Druid and the Demon Hunter were like those two decks were brought across all regions, most popular, hands down. But looking at the actual like differences in the decks um was really interesting. And I there was more diversity than I expected, which was really cool to see. And uh Okay, mate, mage is linking this deck. It has Mukla in it too. What? Yeah, I forgot about I, I forgot just... about the Mukla. We have Gray Sage Parrot in here. We've got you know the Dragonfire Amulet is in here. That's the ten mana card that uh, discovers and plays a couple a uh, couple dragons. Oh, yeah. um, and it's, Tyrion it... Fordring is in this deck too. I mean, Mutanus, Inconspicuous uh... Rider. Do you remember what Inconspicuous Rider does? Three mana, two two battle cry casts a secret from your deck. Yep, to get you the free, get you a body on board, and get you the um, the ice barrier, the ice barrier up. Yeah. 
So like, so you don't have to pay for it. And I, I, I'm like, what I, what I was watching, and when I heard the broadcast, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Super Fake's lineup was designed to target the like either warrior or um even like uh the weapon rogue too like it was going to stop either warrior or the weapon rogue and that's what that's what happened to yarla yarla had the the combo rogue or the combo warrior the uh galvagar galvangar that's how you <laughs> i always always forget how to pronounce it you had the galvangar um deck which is if you're not familiar get to the get to 10 mana you've already gained um over the 10 armor you need to activate gal earth was it 15 or is it 10 i don't remember you you gain enough armor to activate galvangar you play to the front to the front which makes galvangar um cost four or two and then you play faceless manipulator faceless manipulator and then, and then you can play uh, Battlegrounds Battlemaster. If you need all the damage, you play uh, Battlegrounds Battlemaster after one faceless attack, attack. You do thirty six damage, and then you can play the third faceless and do fifty four. So yeah, it's ridiculous. I've oh yeah, it's- a few times a lot. I mean, it's a lot of pieces to put together, but when it works, cool, it works. <laughs> It's 54 damage from hand. It's kind of hard to... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you you do have to worry about, like, taunts and stuff with that, mm-hmm. uh, which is the difference from that deck versus spell damage over the top. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy when it works. It is indeed. But, yeah, so that was a very interesting first week of Grandmasters. This first season is only going to be total of four weeks long. So it's going to be like three weeks and then like playoffs. So it's going to be very short. Uh, but as we move into week number two, we did mention it le- in last week's episode as well. This coming weekend, so it's going to be uh, the broadcast will be March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, it is a completely new format trio. Uh, there was a video that HSC Sports put out uh, with Saddle talking about breaking down the format. But uh, again, I'll be doing a video on my YouTube talking about the format. And I'm going to be uh, talking about the decks because at that point, like, well, I'll put out the video once we have the decks too. So I'm really curious to see how this works. But uh with HS Esports themselves putting together groupings of three classes and then the players like mysteriously picking which grouping of classes they're gonna they're gonna play and, and build the lineup with and uh it's just it's like it's very, very interesting. There's not gonna be a ban. It's still gonna be Conquest Best of Three, but I think them building a lineup like without knowing what everybody else is bringing and not having a ban is going to be really different so i am i'm interested to see that uh i i will say i i doubt we will but i kind of hope we have even some slight balance changes before this it would be nice it would i I don't just you know if there's groups that have like druid and or demon hunter i don't just want to see them play the same things they did last weekend 
I think it would be really cool to, <laughs> to throw some other stuff in there, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on that or on this coming trio format? It's going to be exciting. It's just going to be very cool. I am super, super, super pumped to see what, what happens. So I, I'm interested in seeing a different format. And so just getting, getting an opportunity to see how, how the uh, grandmasters approach this new format, I think will be interesting. And just to see if it ends up being interesting or if it ends up being kind of everybody plays the same thing. And, and so then it doesn't, doesn't hold as much interest. So I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt until we see, see it in actual practice. Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) I I, I don't think they're, I was going to say, I don't think we're going to see any balance changes before this weekend. So, so it's like what, what we, what we know now is, is what we're going to see going into the weekend. So it's just a question of what, what are the, what do the, uh, grandmasters have to do to get to play the, the deck or decks that they want to play? What, what groupings do they have to choose? What, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, do they do they get to play Druid or do they have to switch to something else if the other two classes they want to play are are, you know, not with Druid? And so, you know, which which what wins out in that regard? It's like what 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 decks are going to make people pick which groupings, that sort of thing. Or do or will they be mixed up enough where where there's you know, there's going to see this kind of balance where everybody sort of picks, you know, what they what they are interested in and can build a a, a good lineup based on based on that. Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest in- interesting things that I'm I want to see is how they formulate the groupings of three classes, because since they like HSE Sports puts it together, they could put together groupings that like don't even have druid let's say because druid's the most popular right now they could just say none of these groupings have druid or like only one group does but it's also paired with like the two least popular classes or something you know to really try to mix things up and i think if they if they really focus on that and really kind of manipulate what classes are going to be available I think that will make it even more exciting and really change things up. So I'm, I'm curious to see what all is going to happen there. Yeah. I wonder if they look at like week one's brought and be like, okay, if you want to play Druid or you want to play demon hunter, then you're going to have to play Paladin or you're going to have to play Hunter, you know, the, the classes that that were the least represented with them. And so it, it really does then sort of be like, well, do I really want to do this? Uh, what I what I definitely don't hope is like it's druid, it's warrior, and it's priest or something, and then somebody just goes, "I'm going to play a Kazakazan decks across <laughs> yeah. the board," and then just be like, "I'm going to try and just mm, win." Yeah. I hope they have the sense to do that. So we 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 shall see, right? Yes, yes, we will, but. In other exciting tournament news outside of Grandmasters, uh, we do have the first month of the DreamHack Community Clash events going on. So this weekend on Saturday, March 5th, so if you're listening to this, you haven't signed up, 
uh, we'll have a link, you know, get in there, get signed up. Even if you're on the wait list, a lot of people, you know, may not end up showing up or they forget about stuff or something happens. So get on the wait list and then make sure you check in for these tournaments. But Saturday, March 5th, there are four different qualifiers happening. There's four time slots of qualifiers and the top two winners from each will be playing in an eight player tournament on Sunday, March 6th. And that top eight has a $1,500 prize pool. All eight players will be getting money. So if you qualify for, for Sunday, you're guaranteed money. And the winner is getting an invite to the next Masters Tour because there's over that $1,000 prize pool, which is fantastic. So another way, if you don't feel like you can get there on ladder or, you know, uh, playing 10 of the, the qualifiers, try this. Try it and and see. And if you make it to the broadcast on Sunday, March 6th, yes, broadcast, because it is going to be casted, including by me. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah. It's going to be uh, myself, Den, and Dollar Bills. We will be bringing you that top eight action on Sunday. And again, the next couple of months as well, there's going to be kind of the same format. So if you can't participate, you know, this month, then there's going to be some in the next couple of months as well. So, you know, make sure that you kind of stay tuned on that. We do have a link as well for that community clash so you can go check out like all the stuff and you know if you play other games they're doing a bunch of other stuff too like valorant and rocket league there's also some battleground stuff happening too so we're not gonna like dive deep into that or anything but you can follow and check that out if you want to but uh i'm excited i'm really looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun um so i i'm not gonna be playing because <laughs> i'm gonna be casting on sunday uh but you know this also is a good chance if anybody is interested in in just trying out a tournament or you're like hey i don't really want to play the qualifiers but you still want to try a tournament you know this there's four of them on saturday so could be something you could just jump into and give it a shot exactly very cool yes well i think i think it's time now we gotta we gotta talk about maybe some slightly heavier <laughs> stuff uh in our in our main topic so let's let's transition over to our main topic here and we were kind of talking before the show and i think each of us are are kind of in a little bit of agreement on how we're feeling with the game it has felt like a struggle maybe we're not really enjoying it as much we're just feel like we're hitting walls uh, i i don't know i i mean i i want to hear from each of you and and I'm gonna let you guys speak to yours before I dive into mine as well. But let's start with just talking about our struggles before we get into kind of talking about our mindset and having a vision for what we want. Um, Mage, let let's hear from you first. I knew I was gonna get picked <laughs> to go first. Crap! I don't don't like it. Oh, I it's it's been a struggle. Last month was a struggle. Today, with day one of the new month, was a struggle as well, and it 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 all goes back to the I, I I can pinpoint the moment things changed for me, and it was the the nerf to rogue at, at the uh, uh, that would have been the end of uh, 
end of December or early January. No, the end of Jan. No, the end of January. End of January. Yeah. Um, I since that time, it just feels like I cannot seem to to find a deck that I feel like I can do anything with with any any for any length of time. I maybe have a session where I I will play well and get some good results. Uh, but more often than not, it feels like I'm just, you know, trying to be, I'm trying to be, uh, the guy that pushes the boulder up the, up the hill, the great guy, Sith, Sithophis or something like that. And, and I played Hades. I should know the guy's name or how to properly pronounce it, but cause he's in there, but it, it just, it's it's so rough and, and and it hasn't gotten any better since the mini set and like i feel like a bad player right now and i i don't feel like i i i don't go into the i don't go into a session confident i don't go into the into little little things bother me during the session and they build up and they build up and they build up and and like I, I I look at my hands and they're just they're not what you need in order to be able to compete in the matchups that I'm going up against. And then I'm watching my opponents playing their best card pretty much every single turn. And it just it's frustrating. And like I've tried switching to other game modes and like I'm I'm struggling mightily in battlegrounds as well, too. Like uh you might as well just play sixth place just permanently of next to my portrait as soon as I pick my class, whatever it is. So I, I don't know what's going on. I, I feel powerless to kind of change my, my, um, my results and I'm struggling to try and find the right mindset to allow myself to do, to do better. Daring, how about you? Ah, it is it's it's hard to to exactly pinpoint what feels so bad but I mean like I can pinpoint now it's Kazakhstan like I don't like it's just it feels so samey that like just the the wind conditions of rush to Kazakhstan or stall to Kazakhstan play treasures just win and it's like it that has been really bugging me and that's a struggle i've been having is dealing with that and like kind of trying to uh stay off tilt because that is definitely not the easiest thing to do uh with everything that's going on right now so it is it's it's difficult it's difficult for sure and i am not a fan of that (laughs) like i'm not a fan that i'm having such a difficult time with with it that like i have one thing in the meta that's like just bugging the ever-loving crap out of me (laughs) like i don't want to be at that point but i don't know what else to say about it it's just like the all the other stuff is fine for me like the 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 aggressive decks it's just it's just I see Kazakhstan like every other game, if not more. Like, and it just, it's, uh, 
it doesn't feel good because it's just like, okay, rush to this. And then um, even if I'm playing a Kazakhstan deck, it's like, okay, who had the better win? You know, who had, who had the better, who had the better draw here? Because that's what it boils down to. And it's like, is, is this fun for someone? It's, it's not, it's not for me. It's not like a blast. I'm not having a, a good time per se. It's just, I'm struggling with my mindset for sure. It's just struggling to stay positive. And I know I went off a little bit off the rails there and what's bugging me specifically, but I am struggling in staying positive and I just have to keep stopping myself and be like, nope, that's just, it's, that can happen. Yep. No, that, that can happen. And it's, you know, what they would have mulligan for, or that's what they tried to do. And, you know, that's the pick they would have made and whatnot. So I've, I've, I've been doing it some, but it's, it's not been the easiest. Yeah, that's, that's definitely understandable. And I, I'm kind of on the same page as both of you where like, I, I feel like I've been struggling on ladder, basically the same amount of time that you have and they just like. I mean, last month I I had some success. I got to legend, and I think I entered at like five hundred something. And then by the end of the season, I was four thousand. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I was I was happy that I entered legend, and that I I feel like I entered at a pretty good rank. But after that, it was just like I felt like I could not do anything. I'm like, well, okay. And then yeah, some of those same feelings that that kind of nagging feeling of Oh, maybe I'm not a good player. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. I just suck with the stack. No, I just don't know this meta. I don't understand. I'm struggling. Uh, it's not fun. You know, then there's all of these aspects. And that's just within the game. Because I will say, I think for most of us, that permeates beyond the game as well. There's a lot of aspects. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now that's probably... Not very mm-hmm. great on our mindset. Uh, yep. Constantly, but, you know, extra stuff going on. I mean, lately, I mean, for me personally, I've seen a lot of things about even from other content creators, even in the Hearthstone space that are like, basically people aren't streaming Hearthstone anymore. Or they're stopping doing videos or they're stopping playing modes, you know, and it's just, it's like, it's just really grinding on me. Uh, and it's like all compacting on top of each other and it's like it just starts to put you in a spiral you know and it's just it's continuous and it's like how do i break out of this and you know i i felt that with my content and and even my my self-worth um you know i'll, I'll say i've the past several weeks month <laughs> maybe longer i i've been struggling with my self-worth my self-value my like I feel like everything I do is terrible. I feel like I don't contribute things. I feel like I can't offer good insights, you know, and and it's something I've been trying to work on, but it's struggle. Like it's, it's a struggle. And I feel like it's been showing in some of my results. Uh, even in like THL, we just finished our, uh, our THL legacy season. I was on the pod people team and you know, the first, like I just hit the ground running when we started the season I was in it. I was like confident. I was winning. I was having success. I felt like I knew what I was doing. And then it just kind of derailed. And I just feel like everything just kind of flew off the (laughs) rail. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. And now everything is just like 
I don't know what to do. So, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Uh, Even my husband and I sat down and and spent a couple hours talking about like, okay, what can I do to break things down into a more manageable thing? If you just say, I'm overwhelmed, I'm doing too many things. Okay, well, you might recognize that. Or maybe you're saying, I'm not having fun with the meta. Okay, well, what can we do to start breaking that down into something that like is manageable? How can we how can we turn it around and say, okay, if we're struggling, what is it that we're struggling with? Let, let's recognize one thing even and, and start breaking it down and try to take some steps. So the one thing that we're going to be talking about in this episode is relating to mindset, but specifically our vision. And I found this article uh, written by author, fighter, and trainer Simon Bolter. And he talks about 12 mental skills of highly successful athletes and talking about like basically athletes mindsets. Uh, and, and one of the, the breakdowns in there is talking about having a compelling vision. And for me, I just, I think that really stood out because, you know, uh, we can talk about, uh, set goals, have goals, think positive, Okay, like, but sometimes it's like, what does that actually mean? You know, like, I can think positively all I want, but there's still going to be that fifth druid in a row that plays Kazakhstan on turn eight and hits me and kills me on turn nine. Hey, like, you know, and if, if that's where we're at, like, I can think positively all I want about that, but I'm still going to feel like crap after I am done playing against those five druids, right? Or like... If I'm losing to all those five druids, I'm going to be like, this is not fun. This sucks. I don't like how I feel. It reminds me of the uh, the Bart Simpson cake that at least you tried that he throws at the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, but maybe maybe the, the thinking positively isn't where we need to be now. There is time for that, and that should be part of our, our mentality, but maybe we can change our focus a little bit. And that is why I kind of, I steered away from like the think positive or have, have big goals. Like, no, we're, we're going to move away from that right now. We're going to talk about having a compelling vision and we're going to talk about how it actually relates to Hearthstone. But before we jump into breaking it down, there was a quote that he put in this article uh, that I, that I really loved. And it says, if a man knows not to which port he sails, no wind is favorable. And that is by Seneca, I believe so I said, a, a Roman philosopher. Seneca, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, you know, if if you think about that, that's so true. Like, if you don't know where you're going, it, it it's all going to feel unfavorable. If you're like, I don't really know the matchups of this deck, but you're playing it, and you're like, wow, I just lose to this and this and this, it's going to feel like everything is unfavorable. Or if you don't know how to mulligan for the deck you're playing. It's going to be like, well, n- my hand just sucks every time. I just have this terrible hand of cards. And it's like, well, maybe maybe we're not m- picking the right mulligans. Maybe we're not trying to find the right things to to give us a better hand. And then it just like because we don't know where we're going with it, we're like, "Eh, hey, let's just find some stuff." And then it doesn't work, and then we say, "Well, this stuff is terrible. It's it's not going to feel favorable." Now, 
I mean, again, this is all like, you know, a part of our mindset, but there's things we can do about that. So let's talk about what our vision of how we want our play sessions to look. And and I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll, we'll talk in between about each bullet point. So let's, I'm going to read this first bullet point that I have here. You can't, cannot guarantee. Okay. Let me repeat that. You cannot guarantee results or ranks, but you can have a vision for how you want to spend your time playing. And this is something I've been really thinking about the last couple of days. Do you want to play and, and just have fun and just play whatever you feel like? Do you want to sit down and play a specific deck? Do you want to sit down and your vision for, for your play session is to learn a meta deck, to learn a specific deck? Is your vision to just say, I'm going to really focus on the game and try to play the best I can? Is your vision, you know, I, I want to improve my mulligan. Is your vision sitting down and saying, hey, over this course of this five games, I'm going to try to really think about what my opponent wants to do. Because I, I, I feel like I know I do. And I think a lot of us, we just say, let's play. I'm going to climb. Well, what does that really mean? You know, it, it's so vague. And then when it doesn't go how we might want it to, we just say, oh, well, this was terrible or this didn't work out. But we didn't really have a goal. We didn't have a vision for what we were doing. We just kind of did the thing and then was like, oh, I don't like how this went. So I, I, I don't know. Is there a let me let me ask. I, I asked Mage first. So let's ask Daring first this time. Do you do you ever think about this or do you think this is something that would make a difference going into your next play sessions? Um, yeah, I think it would. I mean, it's one of those it's interesting um to think about because when I think about it, I I go into a match or a session and I'm like, "Yes, I want to climb." And I go, and I've been doing this as of late. Um, being like, okay, so here, here, if I'm playing, uh, it, it doesn't really matter what I'm playing, but you know, if I'm playing face hunter, well, I'm, I'm probably going to have a bad matchup against like, you know, a controlly warrior and I, I'm just going to have to be okay with that. Like I'm going to have to be okay with, you know, the fact that something like this is, can and will happen that like they will be able to, excuse me beat me simply on the fact that they have a deck that's kind of you know suited to remove my stuff in in a very timely fashion or if i'm playing like i've been uh uh i've been playing like just messing around with bolner otk shaman or some other like weird like combo -y deck and just be like you know if i see if i see face hunter well, it's probably going to roll me over and I just have to, you know, be prepared for that and try and do, try and look, look to my outs. So I have been trying to, um, be deliberate at the beginning of the game. And I mean, it's kind of a, a crapshoot with, <laughs> with Druid because it's either, it's either aggro Druid or it's not. And it's like, uh, well, I you go one way, they go the other, and you get left holding the bag. 
bag. So I tried to be more deliberate, especially at the beginning of the game. Um, even I don't, I don't like frequent vicious syndicate or, you know, HS replay for stats, but I try and use my intuition. Um, so I guess I could probably get a map essentially to, to, to work on that in, you know, but when I say that, you know, going to the data reaper sites to look at some insight into my deck and figure out, you know, maybe something that isn't, um, as intuitive, um, like for example, like I have been playing some Druid. I know I'm a bad guy, <laughs> but like, um, so like one of the the plays I you know before before the mini set, I pretty much always saved um, uh, resizing pouch for after you know ten mana, so you could try and get another Yog Saran or a uh, Yasharaj or you know the rabbit. But now it's like okay, it's actually not bad to play on turn one just to gain lightning bloom to try and like ramp up as fast as possible, which is like kind of a play that seems a little counterintuitive to me after playing that deck for so long pre Kazakhstan. Yeah. All right. Mage, what do you think about this, this thought and do you have any feelings on this or strategies or is this something you usually do or that you're going to try? Oh. I'm going to tell, so I'm going to admit something here, and it is that I typically want to go into a session just wanting to play well. And then once I start playing, like once I start playing the competition, I have, I have a, I have a very nasty, competitive streak in me and i want to win and 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 like then the idea of trying to learn or to try and play well or try and focus on other things beyond just winning the game at like all cost tends to kind of go by the wayside and that is an exceptionally difficult mindset to 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 have uh when when your entire kind of self-worth in that is kind of wrapped up in results and results that are you know usually 50 50 you know they're 50 50 and when you know talking about matchups and stuff obviously you know there's some give there but but at the end of the day that's that's what it is and and you know, once once that mentality starts getting into my head, then it's just sort of like it, it's it's really hard. I I haven't figured out how to turn off that competitive streak, like to the point where I can focus on other things. Because I it, it it I can I can have this plan. I can go into a session being like I this is what I want to work on. I want to work on you know trying to trying to anticipate what my opponent's doing or i want to try and do better with the mulligan or i want to try and think through plays more than i do typically because i you know i don't want to just do the first thing i think of i want to think about you know a second or third option and what that might mean for the course of the game but once i get in there it's like this is what i 
I, I just start to laser focus on trying to win the game and, and, and it's, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to, how to switch that off, but it, it, I, I, I want to do that. And, and like, you know, when I'm not like in front of the play button, I can, I can talk a great game about how I want to focus on, on all these different things and have this mindset of, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, my self-worth is not tied to whether or not I get a W or an L in this game and how many stars I have and what rank I have. And then, and then (laughs) I hit the play button and it all goes out the window. I relate so much to that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And, And especially for, you know, for those of us who like, we do this a lot and we do content on this, you know, so it feels like if, if we don't put in the time that we think we need to be putting in, or we can't get the wins that we need to be putting in, then all of a sudden it makes us less of a content creator or it's like, Oh, I'm not putting out good content, which is probably not true (laughs) because like, like how, how how can they trust me? I'm not. I I haven't gotten yeah. to legend yet. I'm not 11x. Like how can they? How can they reliably come to me for advice? Yeah, like and you know, there's there's always going to be somebody who's not even at the level that we are. That we're still teaching them something. Are we going to probably connect? And, and you know, is there like grandmasters that probably listen to this podcast and get value out of it? Maybe not. But there's still a lot of people that can. And I think one thing that really helps is also that vision of, like, who is getting value out of this? There is somebody that's going to be getting value out of our podcast, our, you know, our our show. And honestly, even the fact that we've been struggling, I guarantee you there's people that listen to this show who are feeling the same way. They've been struggling, that you know, or they're not having fun with the meta and they can relate to this we, you don't have to go into every session and win every game mage <laughs> you don't i don't to, need to I win don't. i mean i don't need to win every game but like i, I want i to me a successful session is to win more games than i lose and 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 that is you know i want a 50% win rate or like i am okay if i can get a 50 percent win rate in a day i'm not happy about it but like it's not the end of the world days like yesterday and today i went two and seven yesterday try at legend trying to trying to play burn shaman and it was getting just trucked by you know control decks i was getting trucked by fast decks yesterday whatever then today i tried you know, Taunt Druid, and I tried Beast Druid because, and, and these are all decks that are considered, you know, top two, top three decks in the meta. They're all decks I've played some before. I have some experience with them. And, like, it didn't matter. I lost the first six games of the, of the month to stare them up. And, like, there is... <laughs> I, I should have stopped. I, I, I literally, after the third game, should have stopped because i know how i get but it's like i also am like i don't have a ton of time to play 
the time I have to play is over my lunch hour. And so, like, if I'm going to play, if I'm if I'm going to play at all, I'm going to have to play when I can play. And and I just need to keep pressing through it. When I went two and seven yesterday, I won my first game, lost the next seven, and then won the last one because I was chasing wins at that point. I I was like, I'm going to keep pressing the play button until one of these games I'm going to win, and and like that's just it's it, it's though it's those days that are the absolute worst. It's like it, I I I you know I go in with the goal of just trying to do well and get get see some improvement get a win one more game than i lose i'm not i'm not trying to win everything but just win one more than i lose but it's it's the days where you just you just can't seem to buy a win that that are just the most gut-wrenching and most difficult for me to deal with anyway no that's that's oh, yeah. definitely yeah uh, that's completely understandable and like i i feel like that and you know i i think i've shared this before but I still remember that month when I hit legend for the very first time, I had a day that I had like an 8% win rate, like single digit win rates. And I still ended up pushing through, like you said, and and I hit legend for the first time that same month. So it's like, you know, there's gonna be down days and it sucks. There's gonna be down weeks and months and they freaking suck. They really do. But I I will say, uh, I think one thing that you that you said there honestly puts us into kind of our, our next point. I'm gonna skip one, but uh which is things you can control. And honestly, the fact that you you know, you know this is the chunk of time that I have to play. So this is when I'm gonna play. And even if it really freaking sucks and I'm losing I'm still going to keep pushing through because you know what's going to happen is eventually all of a sudden you will just cruise. You're going to have a day or a couple days where all of a sudden it's just like feels like a light switch turned on or you just hit the matchups or or something and you're just going to like, holy crap, I just had like an 80% win rate today. It's going to happen. It will. That, that, you know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have really good days. You will have some of both. But if you just say, well, I'm just, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to play anymore. Well, then you're never going to hit hit your vision that you're looking for. You know, if you do want to keep playing, if you do want to hit Legend, we I think this was mentioned before we started recording, and the reason I bring that up is because Daring was talking about how Mage was just saying last month how I don't think I'm going to hit Legend, I don't think I'm going to get there. And then you just crushed it at the end, right? Like you just had a, a crushing like streak and, and you cruised into legend and you got there, even though at first you're like, I don't think I'm even going to do it. No, that was the, that was the big comment during, during the live, during the live stream was that I was not going to get there. And then the very next day I went eight, no with a deck to get to legend after struggling all month to, to, even put three wins together i i won eight straight and got the legend yeah no it it does it does happen and in fact you know just even today in the in those games i lost six straight but i did win my last two and so the first game if i win my first game tomorrow i'll be on a win streak and i'll be into silver you know into the middle of silver 
And I, I don't think about that. And like, I sometimes forget that, you know, early on in the month, it is great if you lose games. And the reason it's great yeah. is because those wins count a lot more than those losses. Like, if you lose your first six games, guess what? You're still at bronze 10. You didn't lose a single star, right? It does not matter whatsoever. You know, later on, you're in, you know, gold or you're in platinum. Go ahead. Lose a game. It doesn't matter. That's one star. You get a win, you're going to get three, four, five stars. And, 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 and it's just so exponentially worth so much more that you could have a sub 50% win rate and, and still have made progress towards your goal. And I have a hard time remembering that sometimes, but that is literally the thing I have to keep telling myself because it, it, it doesn't matter. And, and it just, it like you're, you, you can turn things around as quickly as the very next game. And, and that's what I, what I have to do to, to just keep hitting that play button. Yeah. And I mean, a, a big thing is like just thinking about what you can do and keep trying, keep pushing through, keep growing, keep, you know, staying persistent with it is something you can control. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, a, a couple of points that I have written down for that as well is like, if you want to hit legend or a certain rank, are you playing the deck that's going to give you the best chance of doing that? And I want to bring up something and, and ask Daring. You said, oh, I know I'm playing Druid. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Who cares? Honestly, like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> we all complained about Druid. But you know what? And and if, if this gets brought up in my stream, I will say it every time. I never, ever fault anyone for playing the deck that they think is is going to get them results. If they play in a tournament and they bring the, the top decks I don't care if it is the most toxic thing or the most hated deck ever. If it is what they think will get them results, and and especially if they do end up getting results, good for them. Because that's what they set out to do. That was the purpose. You know, it, yeah, it, I admitted to playing Weapon Rogue for God's sake. <laughs> I'm just as bad I'm just as bad as you are in that in that regard, Daring. So I I mean, Daring, I, I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Like is that something that when you have a vision for what you're trying to achieve or what you're, you're setting out to do, is that something that you factor in? I mean, I, I factor in, I, I try and play the best deck I can play. Like really, I try and play the deck that fits my play style as well. Like it doesn't have to be exactly the best deck in the meta, like I, I, I try and focus on what I know I can play well. Um, I know like there's those really more aggressive decks that I've been playing up a bit more recently and, um, been getting a grip on them and, uh, being able to pilot them better. But, you know, I, I, a controlly combo -y deck is something that like, is easy for me to understand and easy for me to play. So like Druid has been what I've been enjoying playing. And yeah, I know, I know I'm like, I'm the bad guy. I feel bad because everyone's getting annoyed by Druid. I'm getting annoyed by Druid because it's just like, it, it, 
when you're playing Druid and they do it faster than you, and like they just like I'm sitting there staring at lunar eclipses and uh, you know bog beams and iron barks and uh, my opponents playing guff on two and wild growth <laughs> on you know uh, overgrowth yeah. on three and then uh, Kazakasanning and then going uh, solar. Uh, Rag- embers of Ragnaros or uh, Locust, whatever it is, you know, it's, it, you know, they're playing all the ideal stuff, and it's just it's really frustrating to have that happen to you. But like, I don't feel bad when I'm playing a deck on ladder because my goal is to win. If I challenge someone like Mage and I did a challenge, I'm not going to bring Druid against Mage because I'm trying to have fun. Thank with you him. for that, by the way. I, I was like, I watched you play a Druid game as I, as we were waiting to do the challenge. And I'm like, oh, God, if he brings Druid into this, I'm not going to be a happy camper. And you played Quest Rogue. And, yeah. And I, I beat you with Burn Shaman. And then I went to Quest Rogue and we did a mirror match for the second game. And I was just like. Yeah, this this is how it should be. This I like. This is great. Yeah, exactly. It was just one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to... I don't feel bad, like, but like on ladder, I, I'm i going to play the decks I want to play. Um, uh, Like last, the month before, I got to Legend with Face Hunter. Never done that before, but Face Hunter was really in a good place. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm doing. I'll just play Face Hunter to Legend. And I did, and it worked out really nicely because it was just like I kept hitting those like slow controlly decks, and I was like, "Okay, all right, well, I'll just hit you in the face as hard as I can. How we'll see how that works out." So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't have a, a mental block. I feel a little bit bad saying it on the show and just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm one of the guys playing Druid," you know. But like, I don't have that mentality when I queue up in ladder. See, and and I think honestly that. That is a great point to to show like everything that we're talking about right now, right? You have a vision for what you're doing. You have a different like perspective when you're, hey, are you just playing some friendly games versus mage? Cool. I'm not going to bring the, the bad bully deck, right? Like, or am I going on ladder to win and have success there? I'm going to bring the deck that is kind of broken right now and uh because it's broken and i can win with it <laughs> so you bring it that's exactly i yep. mean you're going in with that intention that's what your vision is that's exactly what we're talking about this whole topic is related to that um now i'm kind of going to speed through these last couple of things mage talked about this a little bit earlier but i just want to bring this point up uh, you know, are you always learning as you're playing or do you get trapped in a mindset of, well, I know, I know how to play this deck. I know what I'm doing. I, I shouldn't struggle <laughs> because I can tell you anybody that has uh, read or seen or heard anything from Jared Tendler and like books on tilt, like the uh, uh, mental game of poker. That is actually a form of tilt. If you go in just thinking, I, I'm a better player, or I know what I'm doing, I expect to win. And tell you what, I'm guilty of this. 
multiple weeks in this current THL season that just ended. And guess what happened? I ended up losing those weeks. One of them, on paper, if you go to like HS Replay, look at the look at the stats, I lost two matchups that were favored for me. One of them was like an 80% favored for me, and I lost that game. But I also think that a huge part of that was I went in with the mindset of, I'm favored. I know how to play this deck. And I just threw cards out. I don't think I actually fully thought through things and played to the best of my abilities. I went in with the assumption of, I'm favored on paper. I feel confident. I'm going to win. And it's good to have confidence and stuff. We, we talked about that a little bit. But going in and just expecting to win is is not good and i am so guilty of this and it's one thing that i'm trying to change because you're not guaranteed i i said that earlier you're not guaranteed ranks you're not guaranteed the wins it it's and it's just gonna be a detriment if you know you go in with that mindset um but my last point here is let's let's bring it back around talking about vision how clear is your vision and I'm going to read this, this sentence that wrapped up this segment in uh, Simon Bolter's article. He says, you could achieve a bunch of short-term goals, complete a load of jobs, and still be unfulfilled. So get clear on what you want your destination to be so that you can know what it is you need to do to get there. And I think, honestly, that that's what we talked about. What is it that you're going for? And what are the smaller steps you need to get there? Do you need to play a deck, a specific deck? Do you need to play the broken deck? Do you need to improve a certain thing? Do you need to have a statistic up? Do you need to go watch Twitch VODs? Do you need to write notes for yourself during games and after a session? What is it that you need to do to get there? You guys have any other thoughts on on any of those last points? No, I, I think. He, Sorry, I know he kind of just like kind of just went off. <laughs> no, but you've done a great job with it. So, like, it's. I just think you summed it up. You did a very good job with it. So, I think. I think. I I just myself need to have a clearer vision that results aren't the end all be all and and try and keep that in the forefront of my mind during my play sessions as opposed to thinking about that before the session or maybe later after the session after i've calmed down and not during the session because it just you know if you start relying on the results and the results aren't coming things bad things start to snowball and then you like for forgetting to play the one one for one mana because you had one mana left over and like so i was miss i was misplaying because i was so getting getting so tilted and 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 like if i was going in with a a mindset that was more on like learning a deck or you know, playing a deck better or learning matchups or different things like that, then there, you know, I wouldn't be, I hopefully would not be as hard on myself when, when the results don't come. And so then if I end the day and be like, 
Hey, I went two and six today, but I did win my last two games. I am, you know, not at bronze 10 anymore. And I, you know, I'm going to be in a better position next tomorrow than I was today. And I, I, I have to do that. And that is something that, you know, if, if you're out there and you, you have that competitive streak like I do, you think you, I think you're probably, that's probably something you need to do as well. Right. Is okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely. I I think that's a great way to close it out, and I hope I hope that something in our conversation was helpful for people. I, I really do. I know I'm I'm even going to take some of this and and apply it not only to Hearthstone but other aspects as well because I think I've let it all compound for far too long. Well, I know that feeling. Yes. So, okay, De- so definitely, if you're if you're struggling and you want to talk about it, we have a a Discord where you could jump in and you can talk to any of us. We will be, we would be happy to uh, try and talk you through it, uh, and 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 hopefully we can all end up in a better mental frame of mind going forward. Uh, as you know, this is roughly the final month or so uh, of of the uh of the meta and you know we're gonna have a rotation we're gonna have a new expansion here uh probably next month and and so you know it's just that things are things are changing they are always changing and and even when they don't feel like they're changing they are always changing and so we're we're ju- it's just around the corner from another set of balance changes or a rotation a new new expansion in that and so you know if if this isn't quite where we, you want to be right now you're not going to have to wait too long and things are going to change so exactly let me jump in and tell tell you what the poll question is for this week. We, you know, we've talked a lot about our ladder and and, and that, and so we wanted to know from you more specifically how much Hearthstone ladder have you been playing? Um, we want to know: Are you playing more than you normally do? You're having a great time, maybe you're enjoying enjoying the success. Uh, are you playing about the same as you normally do? So, you know, when when you have time, you know, when you can fit games in, that sort of thing. Or are you playing less than usual? Maybe you're not enjoying things quite as much as as some others are, and, and you're kind of taking maybe taking that break, or or you're just kind of scaling it back a little bit until that next set of changes is coming. So vote. Let us know how you're uh you know how much ladder you're playing and we will share the results on next week's show and speaking of the show of course you can find us on twitter at dr3hs email us at dr3hs at gmail.com and find our discord by following our top pin tweets and you can find myself on twitter at daring alkaline and on twitch twitch.tv forward slash daring alkaline um Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. 
uh, Twitch and my YouTube, Dragon Rider DK, and uh, casting this weekend. Woo! That's and awesome. Mage. Take us home, Mage. Sure. You can find me talking about my struggles in Hearthstone, how terrible the Major League Baseball owners are, and other games that I'm playing at Mage of Death. Uh, if you want to hear about the Marvel superhero Moon Knight, we are in March. And at the end of this month, the new um, Moon Knight TV series comes out on Disney+. Plus. If you aren't sure who that is and you want to get caught up before the show comes out, check out Phases of the Moon Knight. It's my other podcast with my good buddy Dan. You can find links to the show on our Twitter account. We are at Phases of MK. All right, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for tuning in. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. Boom.